Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back to the program. I'm Rabina Ahmed Hawk sitting in for Alex Pearson, and this is On Point. We have a really interesting story coming up uh, when it comes to, when we think about magic mushrooms, I feel like a lot of us have a completely different idea of what they can actually do. Uh, there is a new uh, Health Canada therapy that's been approved, rather, there's a new therapy that's been approved by Health Canada to use what's called psilocybins, or more commonly known as magic mushrooms, as therapy in patients. And this is giving some patients a lot of relief. And it's something that we may be hearing more about as we learn more about how we can use psilocybins um, as medicine. I wanted to bring in Dr. Dominique Morisano. She's a clinical psychologist and adjunct professor at the University of Toronto and the University of Ottawa to break this story down for us. Welcome to the program, Dr. Morisano. Thanks for having me. So can you tell me what is this approval that Health Canada has given to what's commonly known as magic mushrooms uh, for therapy for patients? So what type of patients would be taking this? Well, this this particular, I, I think you're referring to the recent client that was approved in Montreal uh, to right, yeah. be treated for psilocybin-assisted therapy. And uh, I think that one of the important things to remember and note um, when we're talking about these kind of therapies is that they are assisted therapy. So it's psilocybin-assisted therapy. It's psychedelic-assisted therapy. Um, there's not the expectation that the that the psilocybin or the mushrooms themselves alone without therapeutic intervention will be the intervention that clients are hoping to uh, achieve uh, in overcoming their particular issue, whether it might be um, a serious mood disorder or um, end of life uh, support, you know, for anxiety or uh, for any other particular treatment that they might be seeking special access uh, to this. I mean, it's really considered to be, even though it's been around for centuries uh, and, and millennia and, and used in indigenous cultures over the world uh, uh, for many different conditions over thousands of years, uh, this this kind of therapy is pretty new for us um, in the Western medical context. Mm -hmm. and, so, it, and, and this psychedelic assisted uh, therapy it, it, it's the the clinic in Montreal is the, is one of the first is the first um, uh, healthcare facility in Quebec to legally treat uh, depression with these what we what we call magic mushrooms or psilocybin. Um, can you tell us what this would mean uh, for treatment for people who have depression who have who need end of life care? There's a story that's described in in one of the articles where um, the gentleman who was dealing with uh, a, or a cancer, colon cancer, says that it, it changes the mood of uh, of how he's feeling about his day and, and makes um, makes the things that he should appreciate. He just makes those things more available for him to see rather than thinking about all the things that are happening in his life. Can, can you tell me how we would actually use these therapies in our in our in our life? Well, that's a really good question. And you know, I I will I will say that uh talking about this is one of my great passions in life. And uh, I wanted to 
note that we are currently still doing a lot of research in this area. And the special access program is not a mass, you know, it's not an opportunity for mass treatment of psych, uh, with psychedelic assisted therapies. It's an opportunity for individual prescribers to uh, prescribe psil psilocybin uh, for use with their patients who have not responded to other treatments or they feel would, you know, they've tried other things and this is, this is what they see as a last resort. There are, there are research studies being done um, to see whether potentially this will be seen as not a last resort at, at some point and will be maybe a earlier intervention, uh, earlier form of treatment, more first line form of treatment. Uh, and I wanted to tell you about, uh, we're actually, a lot of the world's experts on psychedelics and psychedelic assisted therapies and research are coming to Toronto this weekend to have these conversations and talk about what are the conditions that are best treated with psilocybin-assisted therapy, MDMA-assisted therapy, ketamine-assisted therapy, LSD-assisted therapy, ibogaine-assisted therapy, uh, you know, and also traditional uh, medicine uses uh, of these medicines. For example, uh, working with ayahuasca, uh, you know, for different, uh, basically different uh, forms of healing uh, as as human beings. And right now, the the research is is uh, still growing, the, the body of literature is still growing and uh, we have a lot to talk about. There's not a lot of conversation happening between researchers, policymakers, clinicians, neuroscientists, traditional medicine providers and government regulators about what the state of the field is right now. Where are we at with these therapies? What do we know? Who are they for? Who are they not for? Where are we going? What are the next steps? How do people get engaged in this conversation? Uh, it's going to be held uh, this weekend at the Toronto Hilton, uh, and the conference is called From Research to Reality, Global Summit on Psychedelic Assisted Therapies and Medicine. And it's, uh, I'm very excited for it. Yeah, this is going to be held uh, this weekend in Toronto from May 27th to May 29th. And one of the things that you've listed, that it is listed on the website for From Research to Reality is to separate fact from fiction. Because I think that that's something mm -hmm. that when it, when you think about psychedelics, you know, people often think of like the hippie era and people sort of, you know, like a party kind of atmosphere. We don't really think of it as being a, a bona fide way of treating uh, mental health or treating different types of depression or just our, our overall well-being. What, what are some sort of facts versus fiction that you can dis, that you can dispel now uh, for individuals who may not fully understand uh, what psychedelic assisted therapies are? Well, I think that it the, like what's fact and what's fiction depends on the question that you're asking, you know. And um, uh, one of the things that we have going on on Saturday, this event, this particular event, uh, the facts versus fiction event, is for the general public for people that are curious about psychedelics. It's only 35 Canadian. Um, it's all nonprofit uh, for a good cause. We were uh, a, a bit of a clean, we were a very clean conference. We didn't take any industry funding. We were all doing this for the love of as volunteers to find out more information. But sometimes people, one, okay, one fact versus fiction is a lot of people think that psychedelic assisted therapy is generally available and legal. Um, and it is not right now uh, in Canada. And, you know, sometimes people ask me, oh, where can I get? psilocybin assisted therapy? Where can I get mushroom assisted therapy? Um, and, you know, I always, I always say, well, it's, it's actually, unless you're in a research study, or you're a part of one of these special access programs, it's not actually available. It's not actually accessible to you uh, at this point. Um, sometimes people are shocked to discover that ketamine assisted psychotherapy is available. And, um, and uh, that there are multiple clinics in Toronto, 
or in uh, and in Canada operating doing ketamine assisted psychotherapy. Uh, so, you know, those are some of the, the basic facts, but we're going to get into more of the weeds with the facts and the fiction on Saturday. We have some people coming from Mexico, from uh, the UK, from uh, Idaho, from uh, New York City. Um, we have people coming from all different disciplines, neuroscience, clinical uh, research, um, advocacy and psychoeducation, um, uh, it, sustainability research with particular indigenous medicines like peyote. Uh, and uh, anthropological research. It's going to be a really uh, fun conversation on Saturday. And this has been such an interesting conversation for me, something that I know very little about, and it just opens you up my come. eyes. About, yeah, I, would, I would love to attend. I, I mean, if I had known earlier, maybe I would have, uh, but I, I would love to hear what comes out of it. And maybe we'll have you on again uh, in the weeks to come just to hear um, to hear, you know, love that. All, the, all the information that came out of it. Dr. Dominique Morisano, thank you so much for taking the time to break this down for us. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Uh, that was Dr. Dominique Morisano. She's a clinical psychologist and adjunct professor at the University of Toronto and the University of Ottawa. And we were talking about psilocybin or magic mushrooms, as they're commonly known as, psychedelics used for therapy and how they can help individuals, especially dealing with end-of-life care and depression and other mental health issues. Really interesting conversation. I'm Rubina Ahmed-Huck. This is On Point. We'll be back after a quick break. <laughs> 